wonderful listeners. I'm Kayla Jackson, and thank you for tuning in to Clearing It Up, the podcast. This is a podcast that shatters the glass on the assumed reality of the people we idolize. From influencers to cultural icons, I am interviewing them to uncover what their life is really like, not just the highlights that we see on social media. So sit back, put your headphones on, or turn up your speakers, and listen to me talking to these amazing people. Here we go. She is a dancer, an actress, and a TikToker. She has danced at the AMAs with Christina Aguilera and with Justin Bieber, and is the star of Fuller House. Welcome, Sony Bringus. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. So I wanted to start with you. As you know, this podcast is to clear up the reality of the people in the public eye. Whether they're celebrities or politicians, I'm talking with them to hear what happens off the red carpet. This way, the listeners can see that their lives are more similar to their role models than they thought. It's to empower young women and men to feel better about their own lives and ambitions. So I I guess we can just dive right in, right? Go for it, yeah. All right. So tell me what a day in the life of Sony Bringus during COVID is like. Um, well, it's definitely been a shift because, you know, getting off of a show for five years where you had a very set routine of going to work and then show night and then you have the weekend to chill. Um, I've definitely had to find things to kind of, you know, kill time. Um, for the past couple months, I've been doing an acting class because I think it's really important that actors in this time, you know, continue working on their craft and, and doing what they love. Um, I've also been, you know, getting things ready for college, which is way more complicated than <laughs> I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be, you know, accept the, the, um, the offer to go to the school and then, and then you go and that's it. But there's definitely a lot more to it. Um, now that I'm 18, I have to do it all on my own, which is very stressful. But, you know, I think there's a lot of kids who are in the same boat as I am. So that's reassuring. Um, and then, you know, just playing with my cats. I have three <laughs> cats who I love very much. Um, and just watching shows and chilling with my family because, you know, before going to college, I want to really take advantage of all the time that I have with them. And, um, but it's been nice. We're all very healthy and happy and, you just you know, just making it through quarantine. Well, that's awesome. Really. You started off dancing and then you turned into acting with such a young age and you've built up such a great portfolio already. Having such a great career in entertainment, why the decision to just switch gears and go to university? Um, well, interestingly enough, I don't think it's switching gears. I think it's more so just adding on to what I've been doing so far. Ever since I was a kid, I've always wanted to go to college. I think that's a dream for a lot of people. Um, and then acting kind of came in the way. And I think a lot of people think that, okay, you know, you got lucky, you got a job as a child actor, and why not just keep doing that for the rest of your life, which I do want to continue doing but I feel like going to college and and getting those experiences and getting to learn about something completely different uh from acting would just you know help me grow as a person and I think I could take a lot of what I learned from college and apply it to to my career do you know have you decided what you're taking yeah for the last couple of years I've been wanting to take psychology my mom was a psychologist and I've just always been fascinated by that and I think that you know, especially with acting, um, getting to know how the mind works and how characters think about things and the different situations that they're put in would just, you know, help me so much as an actor. And um, and I also get to learn about something that I've been interested in for quite a while. So I just, I thought it was a great avenue to take. 
on Instagram and through my research because you know you got to do all the research when you're interviewing someone. Of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah, lots and lots of research. Um, you're going to NYU, so you know you live in LA now, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, and you and you're moving across the country to NYU. Yes. Why NYU? It's it's a very different uh, environment compared to LA. I think ever since I was a kid, I've always been fascinated with New York. I've been there a couple times. I was obsessed with Broadway. Um, I just loved the city, and and then my life kind of took me to LA, which was a completely different um, path than I thought it was. And and so I figured, okay, I've spent my time in LA. I've done what I've done quite a bit here, and so. When I was looking at colleges, I just New York was just in the back of my mind and it kept nagging at me. And I go, okay, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. And I was very lucky to get accepted. And, you know, I get to now live out my dream of spending a couple years in New York. So when you were young, you said that you wanted to dance with Twitch. Have you had that chance to dance with him yet? Is there anyone else that you're interested in dancing with? I didn't remember that. And then when I saw the question, I was like, oh, my God, I did want to dance with Twitch. He was just he was one of those people in the dance world that everyone looked up to and and really admired. Um, Unfortunately, I was never able to dance with him because fairly early on into my dance career here, I started venturing into acting. And so that kind of, you know, drifted away from the dance world. Um, but, but the, there's always going to be people that the, the kid in me would always love to dance with. Um, and if I had to think of someone now, uh, I've always, I've always been obsessed with Shakira ever since I was a kid. I think she was the first, you know, big celebrity that was a dancer and a singer that I just, you know, had my eyes on. And I think if I ever got the opportunity now, I would take it in a heartbeat. So definitely her, I think. In my research, you said that before your on-screen mom in Fuller House, Andrea Barber, you know, encourages you to stay humble and be kind to everyone. How has Andrea's influence in working with Fuller House changed you? Well, I got very lucky to work with a cast who was super kind and welcoming since day one. Um, and also having the three women, Jody, Candace, and Andrea, they were child stars. They grew up on Full House, and so they were able to teach us so much and, and really guide us since me, Michael, and Elias were growing up on the show as well. Um, and then also Andrea being a mom as well as the other women um, really helped the relationship between me and her because, you know, I play her daughter on the show. And so I think that there was just a very authentic uh, connection between us and we were able to, you know, play into the mother-daughter roles very well. Um, and just seeing how they treated the cast and the crew, and they were all so very kind and compassionate. Um, it really showed me how important it is to be kind um, and to treat everyone with with respect because we're all there to do the same job. Um, I don't think any job is more important than the other. And so I think I learned a lot about, you know, being a good person um, and just understanding my role and everything. And uh, yeah, I'm very lucky that they were the cast I got to work with for five years. You know, you talk about recognizing the people who have helped you and got you to where you are today. And can you tell me about a couple of those people? Who are they? Yeah, um, definitely my parents. I think since day one, they they had so much um, hope and confidence in, in me being successful that I never saw. Um, and they made a lot of sacrifices when I was a kid. Um, my mom moved me out here when I was 10, 10 or 11, I think. Um, and for five years, it was just us trying to, you know, trying to see if this whole thing would work. 
Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I owe a lot to my parents and they've supported me since day one. Um, and I think if I really go back, there were a lot of choreographers, dance choreographers who from the first time they saw me, they would go up to my mom and they're like, she needs to come out to LA. And I think, again, it's these people who, me and my mom had no idea about Hollywood. We didn't know how this industry worked. And and putting our trust in these people who could, who had confidence in me, um, I, I owe a lot to them because without their, you know, push, I don't think I ever would have come out here because it's a very scary jump to make. Um, and so I owe a lot to them and owe a lot to the people very early on who saw something in me that I, I never saw. You moved to Costa Rica when you were eight. Can you tell me a little bit about that? That was a very interesting year of my life. I, we moved there for my dad's work. Um, and, you know, I think when you're a kid, you don't really understand the gravity of, of, of moving to a big, to a different, completely different country. And so in the beginning, it was just, you know, a fun little vacation uh, is what it seemed to me. And then spending a year there. And that's where I think my, or the, the, the start of my career really took off because I, I started going to this dance studio there called Warehouse Dance Center. And um, I met the owners and I started taking classes right away. And they were the ones that really started shaping me into the dancer I became. Um, and they, through them, I was able to go to New York. I was able to go to the dance awards. I was able to go to different dance shows and <clears throat> really get to meet people who were big in the dance industry. Um, and so that really, I, I always owe it to them or kind of, <laughs> jump-starting my career in that sense and so I'm always going to be very grateful to Costa Rica. You know about dance and you know you're saying you loved it well when you were a kid you didn't really like it until you were five and there was like this kind of switch that happened. Yeah um I think I think since day one it was less so about me liking dancing and me just loving the ability to perform um, I was obsessed with musicals. I loved Phantom of the Opera. I loved Hairspray. I loved Grease. All of those iconic dance and musical shows. Um, and and so I, I would always put on little performances for my parents. And it got to a point where my mom was like, okay, we need to put you in dance classes. We need to get all this energy out somewhere. And And I started off with, I think it was ballet and tap, which were not my favorite dance styles. I think as a, as a, as a six-year-old, um, having to follow this very, you know, set routine and, and be very technical was just not up my alley. Um, but my mom kind of encouraged me to stick it out and kind of finish the year. And then by the end of the year, I was lucky enough to discover hip hop and jazz and all these other areas of dance. And I go, okay, okay, I think I, think I can start liking this. Um, and so then I started taking more of those classes. And that's where I really started kind of finding my groove. And, and then I, I started doing that ever since, so. Yeah, and you've been doing, well, lots of videos have been posted about you and, you know, you dancing with lots of big names. You're doing hip hop, you know, is that your favorite yeah. kind of style? It's, yeah, I think since the first time I took a class until today, it's still one of my favorite styles. Um, and specifically here in LA, it's a very big um, part of the dance industry. Um, and a lot of, art, well, I feel like there's there's kind of a mix. Hip hop is kind of spread out into different branches, but um, 
but yeah, no, it's definitely one of those things that a lot of dancers are drawn to. Um, and this specifically here in LA is where it's, it's really big. So I was very lucky to have the, my favorite style be, you know, so big here in LA too. Yeah. And you know, you talked before about how hip hop made you feel confident as a young girl. What was it about dancing that made you feel so confident, especially hip hop? Um, I think I was never really a girly girl. Um, and I, th- I think I was always more of a tomboy. And so hip hop was a place to where I could feel really strong and powerful and kind of a badass. Um, and, and I just really enjoyed the music and the rhythm and everything that, that came with it. So I think being able to kind of bring that power to my dances, um, I really, I really enjoyed it. And, and that brought me confidence on its own. So it was just, it was just a cycle. You are a badass. You're taking on new things. And it's just, it's really great to, you know, be able to talk to someone and have the listeners, you know, all the people that are listening to the podcast right now, thinking that, you know what, she's, she can do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, why can't we do it? Right? Of course, I think anyone can. It's just, it's about finding whatever you love that brings you confidence. And then once you're able to kind of, you know, grow that, you're able to apply it to every aspect of your life. And so I think... Now that you mentioned it, I, I do think that doing hip hop and kind of enjoying that has helped me uh, find confidence in, in other areas. So yeah, we could get a very good point. You play Ramona in Fuller House, and she's just mm-hmm. she's just a powerhouse in herself, right? Oh yeah, it's the Latina. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Latina. It's the feminist. It's just it's just yeah. she's amazing. You know, when you were working on Fuller House and playing Ramona, did you have any input on the development of the character? Um, I did actually, and a lot of people may not know that Ramona was not supposed to be a dancer. And then when I got hired, you know, that was the talent that I could bring to the table. And they were like, you know what, we should, we should incorporate that. And so I was very lucky to have that be an aspect of Ramona because then I kind of got to bring the two sides of who I was into one character. Um, and then I think as I got older, and the longer I played her, the more I got to know her. Um, the writers were super open-minded and they were very willing to hear my thoughts on it. Um, and so every before the start of every season, we would always have a meeting and they would always um, talk to me and they would pitch their ideas of what they wanted to do with her. And then I would listen. I'd be like, okay, I love this. I love that. Maybe we should try this. Maybe we should try that. So it was a very, um, you know, cooperative uh side that I I really enjoyed and I don't think many people get to kind of work on their own character um and I definitely think as she got older I wanted to push more of the activism I wanted to push more of her being vocal and opinionated and confident because I knew that a lot of little girls were looking up to me um and I wanted to make sure that they saw um you know a confident teenager voicing her opinions, um, but still being able to be respectful and to hear other sides of the story. And I just wanted to make her as well-rounded as I could, um, knowing that a bunch of little girls were, were looking up to her. I have a neighbor right beside me. She's And when she heard about, you know, I'm interviewing Sony Bringus, she's like, oh my God, Sony Bringus, can I come over and meet her? Like, Aww. like, oh my goodness, you know? And I think that's, you know, it's the case with me. It's the case with so many people. And I think that even if it's little people, like little girls, it can be adults. And I just think mm-hmm. that it's really great. But just to go back to Ramona, when you were developing your character, I mean, do you think that you put a little bit of yourself in there 
especially when she's developing? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think I got very lucky with um, her being quite similar to me, um, especially since I got to grow up with her. So as we, I think when we first started, we were quite different. And then as I got to know her more, I got to kind of understand the gist of the show. I naturally was introducing parts of myself into her. But then on the other hand, I think she was also helping me become a better person um, because we do have some differences. Um, and so I think it was it was a really interesting experience. And, you know, do you get negativity, you know, for that or just, you know, in general on social media? Um, well, I think everyone has their own opinion of social media. I definitely have mine. Um, and I think it's been a very tricky thing to navigate because I think you're going to get you know, backlash for almost everything that you post. There's always going to be people out there who don't like what you post and how you post it and when you post it. Um, so I think it's just, it's been about figuring out what I feel is right. Um, and obviously we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to say something the wrong way or do something the wrong way. And I think it's about having the, you know, patience to kind of work with people and, and educate them and I'm still trying to learn as much as I can so you know sometimes with negativity I try to see if I can learn something from it sometimes people are just trying to give me constructive criticism and I love that I'm all for it um and then when it starts getting really bad I just I try not to focus on it because most of the time it's these people who have their own insecurities that they're just projecting onto you um and so I try to just keep compassion for people who are struggling with their own things and try to not let it affect me because at the end of the day I'm the one that has to go to sleep and feel good about myself so I try to you know keep as much control over what I'm doing and how I'm posting um so I don't I don't let these other people get to me or I try not to some days are worse than others well, you go, girl, because that's that's amazing, and that's really great that you can share this with us. And it's just everybody everybody seems to be going through it. You know, I talk to yeah. people, you know, and most of the most of the answers I get are, you know, they're just stupid. They're not. But the way you're saying it, it's like you understand all yeah. the whole kind of side around it. It's, it's really nice to hear that, and it's really nice to hear a well-rounded answer to this. Well, these people, they're not going to go away anytime soon. So I think it's about learning how to control your own feelings um, and decide what you want to let affect you. Um, and it's about having that good support system. Again, I've been very lucky to have parents who, you know, tell me not to listen to them and friends that, you know, lift me up. And so I think if you have that, the impact that, you know, online negativity can have just gets smaller and smaller. You talk about your parents being your support system. Do they understand where you're coming from with all this? Um, that's the funny thing that we always talk about. When I started dancing, my, my parents were like, where did you get this from? Because neither of them are dancers. Neither of them are actors. No one has stepped foot in the entertainment industry. And they, they were always, you know, so interested into where, where I got it from. But um, I think my mom being a, a therapist, um, which is why I wanted to study psychology too. She was able to kind of understand people really easily. And so when we came here to LA where, where you have, you know, every, every single person you could imagine is here and every single problem and every single, you know, character trait is, you'll find it here. Um, so she was able to kind of 
you know, figure out people. And she was able to help me learn how to do that as well. Um, and so, and then my dad, he's just, he's just been supportive. He just wants what's best for me. And he's, he's always been my number one fan. Anytime I, I, I book a, I book a job or I get to do something really cool. He's just always excited. He's always liking my posts. So I, I have very, very awesome parents. I'm very grateful. Where do you see yourself next? Well, again, we're in a time where it's, where things are very unpredictable. Um, and as much as I want to hope that 2021 is going to get better, you never know. Um, and so I'm just kind of taking it day by day and I'm trying not to think too far into the future because I don't want to get disappointed or I don't want to have to, you know, completely rearrange my life. But, um, but yeah, I'm just looking forward. I'm moving to New York in a couple weeks to start college, which I'm very excited about. Um, and I'm hoping that I'll able to kind of be able to balance that with acting, which might be a little tricky, but, you know, <laughs> I think I'm up for the challenge. Um, and just, you know, kind of living out my life and seeing what New York will bring me. And if I end up coming back to L.A., I'll come back to L.A. And if I end up staying in New York or going somewhere else, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just open to, to whatever life wants to throw at me right now. To wrap this all up, you know, imparting... If you were to tell everyone listening to this podcast right now one thing that you believe in strongly, what would it be? It's hard because there's so many things that I think um, are said or repeated quite often. But I think the biggest thing that I've kind of tried to stick with is, is finding something that you're really passionate about because... It started off with dance. I thought that dancing was going to be something that I was going to do for the rest of my life. And then I found acting and then acting became the thing that I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life. And, and I don't know if that, that may be what I do and that may not be what I do. Um, so I think it's about kind of taking things one day at a time and, and enjoying every moment of, of what you're doing. Um, and then I think it's just finding, having a bunch of different things that make you happy. Because especially with acting, I found that it's not the easiest field to go into. There's a lot of rejection. Uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of times where you're not going to be doing anything, where you feel like you suck or you're never going to make it. But then I go and do something else. I go hang out with my friends. I go start a new hobby that I'm really interested in. And I realize that there's more to it than just that one thing that I love. Um, so I think it's about having a very, you know, diverse life and, and meeting a bunch of different people and kind of, you know, just staying true to what you want to do um, and be willing to kind of go with the flow, especially nowadays. Um, and again, at the end of the day, it's just being kind to one another. I feel like that's the one thing that I've tried to do, especially with social media. We've talked about that. Um, there's a lot of negativity um, there's a very, you know, toxic culture that can be found on there. Um, and if everyone's just kind of, if we all are on the same team and we're all trying to be better and move forward. As we wrap up, I always like to do this. It's a five rapid fire questions. Ooh, I was so hoping we'd get to do this. I love rapid fire questions, but they also stress me out because I don't think fast enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going to be easy ones. Don't worry. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. If you could co-star with any actor, who would it be? Ooh, um, um, any actor? Oh, uh, okay, uh, right now I've been obsessed with Zendaya because of Euphoria, so Zendaya. Awesome. Let's go with her. Heels or sneakers? Oh, sneakers. I hate heels so much, they hurt my feet so much. Ugh, sneakers, all the way. All right, summer or winter? Um, 
Ooh, a little bit of both. Um, I just, I miss the snow, so I think that's the only part of winter that I like. But I guess if I had to pick one over the other, it, it, I'd pick summer. All right. Okay, yeah. You're ordering takeout. What kind of food would you order? Okay, so it either is sushi or ramen. All right, and last one. This is very, oh, this is going to be a very interesting one. Dancing or acting? <sighs> I've gotten this question so many times. Oh, I got the eye roll. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's just, it's always been such a hard thing. But I think, um, I think the last couple years of the, it's, it's really kind of shifted to acting. As much as I love dancing, um, I just, I think there's more to acting that kind of gives me life. So I would have to pick acting, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. I had so much fun. Just can't wait to hear about the great new things that you're going to do. Because I'm sure you are, you know. With your track record, I don't see anything crazy. Here's to hoping. <laughs> You'd like to say? I just hope everyone stays safe um, and that they, you know, that 2021 brings a lot of positivity and good luck for you guys. And I'm very happy to be on this podcast. So thank you for having me. This is Kayla Jackson, and thanks for listening to Clearing It Up. Please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast and be sure to tell you and your friends and family to listen. Mm-hmm.